What's Olivia Adler's favorite ride in Drift Park? Hmm. What is a ride that hipsters would enjoy? <laughs> it can't be something low energy like the teacups that no one likes. Uh-huh. I imagine I imagine it is like the old roller coaster. Like, cause like wooden roller coasters are not how they build roller coasters anymore. They're all steel and, you know, loop de loops and triple fucking upside down inverted 750 uh you know dives into water and stuff like that so i think she does enjoy the old wooden roller coasters better because she's like you know it's 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 history it's it's fun it's you know complexity is astounding the engineering work behind it's incredible you just can't appreciate how amazing these old wooden roller coasters are plus the line for them is super short because all you fucking sheep will go over to your <laughs> your fucking stupid racing twin roller coaster rides so rita conduit of calm the hummingbird era croaker <laughs> says uh so you don't want me to hook up the speakers to the splash mountain that play animal collective for you no not at all thank you though rita it's okay i have more ideas uh, can I? I, I want to do a, a, a an insight check on old Rita Rooney. <laughs> Rita Rooney. That's her yeah. last name, Rooney, like Rooney Mara. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right, roll insight. I don't have a great insight. Can the captain give me rerolls from <laughs> far away? <laughs> the captain cannot. You reach out Damn. across time and space, and you're like, "Grant me the power to reroll." And subjectivist says. Leave me alone. <laughs> Get out of my room, Dad. I rolled a 15. Yeah, 15's good. You think Rita is essentially just very uh, naive. Like, she's just, like, someone who grew... <laughs> my instinct is to, like, describe a very real kind of person, but I don't want to be mean. You know how all... The I think I know the type of person you're referring to as well. Yeah, like, she just grew up in a family and maybe a area where people just have a certain way of doing things and she just never questioned it she doesn't have mm -hmm. any particular hate in her heart but she just was like she was raised with this as the status quo like this was just as a this was just as much of like a fundamental part of the upbringing as like you know do your dishes these aren't the words you're supposed to say these are the beliefs you have kind of thing yeah that's exactly the kind of person she is she's not she doesn't think she's hurting anyone she's not vindictive this is just like an opportunity for her to advance her career and these are the kind of people that her brothers and father were and it's it's all very familiar to her mm -hmm. and so she, she doesn't know that you were like a kidnap victim she thinks you're cassius's guest and you're a doctor Ooh, that's fancy you must be smart <laughs> <laughs> uh, does she say that a lot because i really yeah. need that pick me up now cool yeah she's very impressed by you she's awesome. like oh i heard you're working on a secret project can you tell me about it is how secret is it? Is it classified Ooh. <laughs> i'm like the knowledge of which would blow your brains out <laughs> <laughs> so what does she say to me again i'm sorry i, I over talked it yeah, she, she was asking about playing indie music out of the the ride speakers. <laughs> because, oh. Because when I said, what's your favorite ride? I was like, oh, you're probably going to say Splash Mountain because you're a fish. And then I was like, oh, you're a hipster fish. So you probably want to play like uh, Animal Collective or something. Uh, Yeah. What's this universe's equivalent to Ghost? Ghost? The metal band? Yeah. All of it's hipster to Olivia. She likes all the hipster music. Uh, is I mean, is Ghost hipster? Hold on, we're putting the role playing on pause for a second. 
It is to me. I just heard, I just heard about it. Okay. And everything I haven't heard about before is hipster. I mean, there are just real ghosts in this world. I don't know if it carries the same weight, you know? I there's gotta be some equivalency to wearing a Vincent Price mask as your persona. What is the fantasy equivalent in a world where ghosts are real? What's something fantastical and fake? Um, Trickle-down economics. Mmm. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him, though. Uh, okay, no. She she, she wants... Uh, I, you know what? I've brought it up in a while. She wants some electro swing music playing. Yeah, I actually had a bunch of electro swing picked out for the music at the beginning and end of the season, but you haven't really talked about it that much, so it didn't feel like it was uh, established enough to really deep dig in. I've, I've switched it up at the halfway point, so it's it's more prominent, but let's lean all the way in going forward. Uh, yeah, I want. Uh, she wants all of that. She wants uh, putting on the Ritz kind of classics, everything by... Oh, come on, Christopher. You can come up with some dead stare. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better fantasy equivalent for Fred Astaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred uh, Beholder stare. I'm not getting down in this hole with you as you dig. <laughs> uh, so Rita's like taking you to different rides and stuff, hanging out with you, just trying to do her PR job of keeping the visiting doctor entertained. And she says... Uh, Cash just wanted me to run some stuff by you. And she pulls out like a, a file folder and pulls out some papers and stuff. Well, Olivia is going to take a look at it. Um, so it's basically just reports to different people trying to find a living Maxwell, where they've looked, what they're doing. Uh, none of these goobers could find their ass with both hands. Mm. Uh, so they're going to need your help. Okay. So I'm trying to be careful about the knowledge I give. Mm-hmm. But Olivia would know that it has some connection to, like, the Rygar home planet and everything like that. There seems to be some connection between them there. A hundred percent. You know that the Rygar are in some way connected to them because inside of uh, the one of the moons of Pell, you found a shrine of Rygar hieroglyphics, almost a portrayal of three different kinds of Maxwell. They seemed extremely linked. Um, so she asked if you know anything about the Rygar that would help. Do they specifically know to check out about the Rygar homeworld? I'm sure they've sent people over to check, but it's just a destroyed planet. It's pretty hard to tell. Hmm. Is there something I could roll to know what to give them? Sure. Intelligence. Okay. That I have a decent amount in. 22. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so you know that after Rygaria was destroyed, the survivors kind of spread across the galaxy in a great... Uh, exodus and they are pretty hard to find like there are rare examples like noble was one that was kind of important but they're 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 not like great communities of rygar and the ones who do exist in public life are pretty secretive so it would be difficult to find a specific person you're looking for who has the information you need however with the 22 you are reminded that you know that there are some rygarian weapons smugglers who were supplying uh, like a Caravella splinter group that Dreg defeated to help Pearl consolidate her rule on Pell 3. And you think to yourself, like, here's your thought process is like, okay, we need to find Rygar who knows something. Well, there are Rygar who have the exam- who have access to Shakti technology, the living uh, fleshy technology. These people must be pretty high up. They must have access and knowledge, information, and then you think, oh, wait, I have a Shakti on me, literally, in my inventory. 
Oh, right. I do. <laughs> you do. Everyone in the crew was given one from that stash of Shakti that were taken from the Rygarian smuggled arms. Um, there's one in your backpack, and you know that someone could use spells on it uh, to locate where it came from. Hmm. Is there any way to keep it then? I guess Olivia will provide that with the explicit sort of sentiment of uh, I want to be present when it's being used so I can assure that it is returned to me promptly. Because she basically doesn't want to give them weapons mm -hmm. in any way. So she wants to make sure she's present when, you know, they're doing the work on try to find where it's originated from. Understood. So yeah, Rita like pulls out a plastic baggie, like an evidence baggie, and puts the shock tea inside. And then once again, the shock tea is it kind of looks like uh, a strip of beef jerky filled with sinew and tendons and like eyes and teeth and stuff. But you know, it shape shifts. It could be a gun. It could be a knife. It could be a key. Uh, it's really advanced. She puts it in this little evidence baggie and says, you know, we'll take it to the lab and we give it right back. You you have my word. Cash has authorized me to give you whatever you want, so I can get it back to you, no problem at all. Rita, what do you think it is that is going on here? Um, I think that the Maxwells are like a power plant thing because they have them all over that one moon and they build cities around them. So if we find them, we can like breed them and then put them on planets and then everyone has free power forever. Why do you think a Victor would want to use that? I mean, a guy invented a light bulb and we still remember his name. He's like really famous and cool and everyone loves him. There's like museums and his family's rich. Imagine if you gave every planet in the galaxy a thousand nuclear power stations. It's a lot bigger than a light bulb. It's very true. You're very <laughs> sharp. That's my beak. It's a very nice beak. Thank you. Do you mind if I uh, walk around the park a bit by myself? It's not my first time here, you know. Not at all. Whatever you want. Olivia's going to head off on her own, kind of uh, quietly thinking to herself. Rita uh, yells after you as you walk away. She says, oh, I have one more thing from Cassius. One more thing, eh? <laughs> yeah, uh, there's these medical charts. Uh, she pulls uh, some medical charts out of her uh, binder or whatever, hands them to you and says, uh, Cassius needs to know. Uh, I, I don't really understand what all this means. Like uh, she pulls out a, like a marker and hands it to you. And he says, I guess you're supposed to like point out some stuff on here. Uh, I'm going to look over the charts. Whose charts are these? Uh, they are kind of generic Rygarian an anatomy, like what the what Rygars look like inside medical medically speaking. <laughs> And what is it that I'm inferring that uh, Cassius is looking to know about them? He wants to know where he can teleport his arms inside of them so that it's not fatal. So that it's not fatal? Yeah, in case he needs to interrogate one, but he knows you wouldn't approve of him killing them all, which is normally what he'd do. Olivia kind of like takes a look at the charts and is going to say... Well, these are rare creatures, they're rare uh, species, so it's going to take some time before I can provide these charts back. Okie dokie, you know where to find me. Uh, and then as Olivia is walking off, she's going to hurl the charts into Splash Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
last time on Dice Funk. So we need some foolproof way to incapacitate his ability to explode us from the inside out. Uh, some brave pioneers invented magical technology to fling themselves back to the beginning of time. Uh, I think a sort of magical mace wrapped around it and didn't do it any favours. Overall strength is going down by two points, which brings my bonus down from a zero to a minus one. But it was not my culture. More deeply I feel pain when they capture me and crack my head open <laughs> with boulder and leave me to die. The Adventuring Guild has suspended operations in Markov. Interesting. Let's read further. Oh yes, the Seoul government has contracted Invicta to take over peacekeeping operations in the vacuum left by the Adventurers Guild. That's fun. We may not require the entire fleet. Perhaps the man of war would be sufficient to cause the distraction we require. Because Sasha has just been made second in command, I think that it's maybe narratively interesting for this decision to be driven by Sasha's lead. Let's go investigate the alien tech! Fair mort it is! Perhaps you have a hobby that we can take advantage instead. You like, uh, are, do you, are you a cook by chance? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm very good at cooking things. My meals will occasionally turn you all into, into babies, but you know. That's fine, but I'm nicknaming you Babish now and you shall enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about that time Afro Man told me I was hot? <laughs> no. It has no contacts, but Austin told me I should tell you guys. So one time Afro Man told me I was hot. That's the whole story. Yeah, we were just talking about weird yeah. stories we haven't told on the show yet. Uh, one of the guys from the Mighty Boosh licked my face once. That was, that was weird. <laughs> I feel like that's better. <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I go good stories occasionally. What kicked this off as I was talking about the uh, synchronicity of me getting the Cassius disease on this season where Cassius has a very noticeable uh, throat disease thing. It was just very interesting timing. And that segued into me and Lauren discussing the fact that when I was homeless as a teenager, I squatted in a hotel for about a year and we didn't meet during that time, but we met like several years later and I was telling her the story and she's like, oh, that hotel well, Lauren, you tell you tell that part, I guess. Oh, you mean the hotel my mom worked at with your dad? Yeah. For like years before we knew each other? And so it was just a weird bit of synchronicity there. We didn't meet until like years later when I was shopping for new metal or whatever. Oh, and I uh, I harassed him because we rode the same school bus. And I was like, you ride my school bus. And he was like, no, no, I don't. And I was like, there's a new Avenged Sevenfold album. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. And then we made a podcast. (laughs) Synchronicity is a great thing. Uh, Since we recorded last week's episode of the podcast, I found a mysterious box and had to go on an adventure to put it back together. So, you know, life life has a way of of making things line up with each other. (laughs) And now the latest example of this phenomenon, I have passed on the Cassius disease to the person who invented Cassius, Chris Larios. I want to die. He wants to die, folks. Yep. Big mood. <laughs> For once, no. 
All right, now it's time for the baby episode. See, Austin would have done it. Y'all fucking cowards. I would have done baby voice all the time. I'm gonna hard. I'm gonna hard leave this episode if this happens for more than a couple more seconds. <laughs> but I was talking like this. I only didn't do it because, like, I couldn't deal with being a player character and an NPC at the same time. It was too much for me. Laura gets a pass. All right, so let's actually start the adventure. Last we left this, uh, well, there's two places we left it. <laughs> One is that the party had resolved to find the mysterious alien tech on the planet Fairmont to neutralize Cassius's conduit so they could save Olivia. And then the other place they left off is they made a new friend. Uh, <laughs> She's been locked in the cabinet the whole time. Kelston... Babish Wiggles. Yeah. Captain. Captain, captain Kelston Babish Wiggles. Well, he's not a captain anymore. Is that a military title? He's captain of the kitchen. Okay. Well. <laughs> captain of my heart. Uh, he's a Thrycreen? There's a lot of letters in that word. I hate it. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's one that I probably should have looked up before trying to pronounce it last week, but I didn't, because where's the fun <laughs> in that? Got him. Uh, the Thrycreen... Oh, fuck, that's gonna be very bad. We Can we call them Bug Boys? Yeah, the Bug yes! Boys. Bug Babies. Um, bug they boys. are a mantid uh, humanoid, so they're, you know, basically standing uh, bipedal human-shaped creatures, except they have four arms and two legs, pincers on their face that they kind of chitter with in their native language. You know they don't live very long. You know they don't sleep. Uh, they're chaotic almost always because mm. their culture does not have a meaningful concept of good and evil. Philosophically, obviously, good and evil are like elemental forces. Like there's good and evil magic, but mm. the the moral judgment of good and evil doesn't really mean mean anything to them. Uh, which actually fits in really relatively well with <laughs> Laura's like we just made a box to see what happened, and it has a fail safe where it explodes and hides itself. Like well, they're just chaotic. Like. Yes, that was deliberate. I definitely knew that they were chaotic, and it wasn't due to lack of planning on my part. <laughs> um, so let's let's start this uh, episode uh, kind of merging these points. On one hand, uh, you guys stop on the one side of Fairmont where you let the witch light out. I imagine you find it by looking for like crop circles that it has uh, disassembled into the surface of the planet. Um, and I think like in the background, like uh dreg and maybe sasha are like going over and seeing how it's doing it's just this abstract light sculpture of like flashing colors dreg, pet it because i can't <laughs> <laughs> i'm not petting it pet it pet it for me no he's not under any circumstances petting it <laughs> it's cute though that she's trying to goad you into petting it again it's adorable it ain't happening <laughs> Uh, so in the, that's the background is Dragon Sasha over with the witch light. And then in the foreground, I think, uh, let's have all the other characters uh, talk to Babby, which is how I'm going to refer to Babish, uh, as he emerges from the kitchen after his long uh, experiment in there. I've come up with a new recipe. Oh, it's funny you say that because he is the conduit of recipes. Is is that his conduit? I, I, I was really worried you were going to give him a terrible, sucky conduit. And I'm like, no, no, it's my baby. you got to give him something cool. I don't know where I got the reputation for being like a mean DM. I think in the history of this show, I have given... A- I, I think oh, it's no. because I'm always telling everyone you yell at me. 
no, Aus- Austin, Austin, you have been a very fair DM. The reason why I was concerned is as soon as you were you were editing that episode and you messaged us in Skype and said, you've made a fatal flaw. <laughs> yeah, you did to do that. A conduit. You've left this you've left this open to me. You made it sound like you had terrifying plans. Okay, well, okay, I'm just gonna take everybody to have everybody pull back a little bit and realize that explosives are made using a recipe. Yeah. But, but, yeah, anything can be a recipe. <laughs> right. Weird metal boxes that make people turn into babies, for example. Yeah, that's that's a recipe for disaster and or fun. Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, his kind of power basically is that given enough time, he can come up with a plan to make whatever you ask of him. It's just the more complicated, the more time it takes. And so, you know, he spent like most of his adult life working on that uh, baby babyifying box. <laughs> <laughs> baby box. Um, and so you, you're like, oh, okay, go show us what you can do with your conduit. And he's like, he disappeared in the kitchen and he hasn't emerged since then. <laughs> he comes out with like a huge Erlenmeyer flask, right? Like, is that what that was called? The really big one or like a big yeah. beaker or tube of some sort. And it's just filled with like foaming purple liquid. And there's like uh, some kind of roiling uh, paste inside or something. And he, he's going to like try to get you guys to taste it. But first, I need to come up with a voice for him that I can do, because I studied Laura's voice. Oh, I... Go ahead and like, pick a new voice, because I, I gave I gave this character a voice without thinking they would ever be relevant again. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm totally happy for this to be where we retcon, we retcon this character voice. You've been hoisted on your own petard here, Laura, because <laughs> I'm sure Austin has done exactly the same thing with half our crew. The only the only thing I say, Austin, is whatever voice you give this character, if and when something happens to Liamora and I have to bail ship, I need to be able to do this voice. Okay. <laughs> After some careful study of your cadence and your speech patterns while voicing Babby, <laughs> I noticed there was a lot of repetition, a lot of um, uh, hesitation, and to me, that just says uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, oh, yes. I love him so much. Oh, oh. Oh, thank you for breathing life into my baby. Oh, my oh, baby. Life uh, does find a way. Uh, uh, it's me, uh, Babby, here with a brand new new dish for you to try. Uh, it's just my my latest recipe. Uh, I call it Hello Sweet uh, Moon Lasagna, and it's drinkable. <laughs> you guys don't know this, but Austin has been talking about lasagna for like a week. Non-stop. <laughs> Anyone who wants to try the Hello Sweet Moon lasagna, roll constitution. <laughs> oh, oh god, yes. I'm here. Yes. I'm here for this. Uh, mm. Oh. Oh no. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too early in the arc for me to burn a re-roll on better constitution? <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Okay. Uh, I have a constitution of four. Six. Six. I rolled a 24. I'm the picture of healthiness. (laughs) 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 So everyone tries to eat this. uh, Well, eat is a strong word. It's like foaming purple uh, stuff coming out of a tube. Uh, Sip. And there's like particulate matter in there. And it's like, oh, when when it gets to the under the foam, there is some sort of base some carbohydrates but it's all soggy <laughs> and it's absolutely revolting to all of you except for big star whose uh proficiency bonus goes up by one damn 
Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. Nice. I love you, Babby. <laughs> <laughs> so every- uh, I'm now wishing I'd done that reroll, actually, huh? <laughs> so now everything Big Star is good at, he's even better at. Must be nice. Uh, so uh, I've been locked away in the um, uh, kitchen for 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 some time, and a lot's changed. Uh, did you guys want to ask me any questions about uh, what's been going on? Um, yeah, I was very I was very sleepy last time you weren't in the kitchen. Um, I just want to say hi, <laughs> hi. <laughs> uh, he- hello, Captain. Uh, it's uh, wonderful <laughs> to meet you. My name is uh, Kelston Wiggles. Uh, I go by. Uh, Babby, short for Babish. It's a long story. Um, I was Is a captain. Jeff Goldblum or Barack Obama? <laughs> uh, oh fuck, he could be Barack Obama. No, Barack Obama's. Uh, if you like your wiggles, uh, you can keep it. <laughs> Please do that again. You didn't build that lasagna. <laughs> I all all I have to say, Babby, you didn't cause any adverse effects with this that were unexpected and caused us to have to go on a side adventure. So I call this an improvement. Well done. I guess I've been kind of drafted into this uh, expedition, which is yeah, fine. That's, that's, that isn't, that's sort of what we do. We're a big old happy family. Yeah, I don't have much of a choice, uh, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, the Thrykreen homeworld has uh, undergone a an event. Uh, we 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 call it the uh, the Black Sun event. Our homeworld is uh, desolate, and we don't live long. It's not a great time for us. So um, I'm between uh, 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 jobs right now. So thank you for welcoming me onto your ship, and uh, it's a pleasure to be a fugitive with all of you. It's it's wonderful to have you. And after seeing the effects that your 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 last concoction had on Big Star, next thing that I have that you create, I'm I'm making sure I I I I I get on well with. It seems like that's a beneficial thing to do. Let's do crime. <laughs> crime time. It's a uh, quite a coincidence that the person who definitely did try to murder me when I was a baby is the one who's now just ever so much more powerful, uh, thanks to my recipes. But that's how it happens sometimes. That is because the cosmos has brought us together as best buds. Oh. Right back at you, Big Star. <laughs> you lightning McQueen oh, now. They're friends now. The 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 problem here is that this is once again a character that everyone loves that is just like, yeah, it's either Chris they're all either Chris's characters or they love Chris's characters. Chris just gets all, all, all everywhere. All the good ones gravitate to Chris. <laughs> in, in the background, the witch light like eats one of Sasha's feathers because she's not looking. I hope he liked it. Yeah, I mean, eats is a not an accurate word, of course. It just disassembles it. I was gonna like take out another one and throw it at him, <laughs> like okay. like a treat. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, so, does anybody else have any questions about uh, Wiggles right now, Bobby? Oh. I, I do have a, a, a question that's an actual serious one. Um, so, what, what, what ended up happening to that boxer? So at the end of the last episode, uh, there was some discussion of destroying it, and uh, no one really 100% affirmatively said what was done with it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm having, I just had the Thrykeen take it 
back to the their ship. I assumed that was the case and that we weren't going to be able to use it to just like throw it at bosses and be like, okay, now now you are much easier to fight. <laughs> no, but longtime listeners of Dice Funk know that whenever a magical item shows up and then doesn't make a big plot payoff, it'll show up eight seasons later. <laughs> Maybe that was too forward. I probably should have been subtler about that. Anyway, it's gone for now. <laughs> so season... <laughs> nine is the baby season i don't know how many have we not named yet i won't be able to put you in as much danger if you're babies all the time that's just too dark no and i'm okay with that a season where like we don't have to worry so much more squeaky sounds yeah you did good on your squeaky sounds austin do i have questions for babby yeah uh no no get back in your cabinet <laughs> he doesn't live in the cabinet <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go find some tech <clears throat> the first mate has spoken uh so you guys leave the part of uh fairmont where the witch light is and you go to the place where subjectivist tells you the tech was spotted uh many years ago at this point so we got it we gotta go find uh what was it uh a- there's a, a technology alien artifacty thing <laughs> let's let's recap what you guys know about fairmont so far can anybody give me the rundown of what you remember about this planet it sucks. It's the worst place ever. Like, it's no one hot. would go there for any reason. It's, it's dusty too hot and metal very and... Metallic? There was, a, there, was a, there was a bunker. There was a bunker hidden on the other side, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it sucks very bad. There's no atmosphere, so it's constantly being irradiated and bombarded by meteorites. I think they're meteors until they hit the ground, and then they're meteorites. With, without a atmosphere to block it, the sun is directly... Uh, heating up the surface, it can reach temperatures of 800 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Laura, 427 Celsius. Thank you. <laughs> and then when the sun's not directly pointed at it, uh, there's no atmosphere to keep the heat in, so it all leaves, and it can drop to temperatures of negative 280 Fahrenheit. Laura, negative uh, 173 Celsius. Well. So it sucks, sucks, sucks to be on this planet all the time, unless you just happen to be made out of light and don't have any skin or organs to murder. So the place you're going happens to be, right now, directly under the sun. So it hot. Yeah. The the bad place at its worst. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Right now, like, where you're flying, you'll you'll look up and you'll see the sun above you. It looks, you know, five times bigger than it does on let's say earth that's our all common frame of reference so the sun is huge in the sky beating down if you leave your ship or mech you die okay let's not do that <laughs> it is 800 degrees outside fahrenheit 427 celsius and also you're all wearing radiation suits so you're not going to become uh fatally irradiated so you got that that's one thing you don't have to worry about you're welcome um, it also, you cannot just wait out uh, this phenomena because uh, the solar day on Fairmont is like 75 Earth days. So so we cannot escape your trap. The planet rotates on its axis three times for every revolution around the sun. This is called a 3-2 spin orbit resonance and is not a science fiction thing. It's just a real ass thing about weird planets. And and this is where Sasha uses her conduit to have a giant umbrella. And and Olivia can wait seventy five <laughs> days, right? This is not a rush. Yeah. 
Uh, that would be incredibly rude to leave Olivia for several months in her captor's uh, clutches. However, you will be fine inside your mechs. Okay. Um, so is there like any obvious structure around here we're heading for? or There's an enormous crater. I, I go in there. In the mech. In the mech, obviously. The, the, I, I just want to make it known I keep my mech at a cool 69 degrees. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, yes. So I, I'm now just picturing we all go do the montage where everyone gets into their, their mechs and gets ready to roll out. We like bounce around. With, I don't know. I don't remember what the gravity's like. Yeah. The gravity is uh, Earth-like because although the planet's smaller, it's denser. It's not super important. Your mechs have booster rockets. She'll be fine. The important mech detail is Big Star, who was going to make some modifications because he wasn't going to fly the Airbud Norbert when it arrived last time. Big Star? Yeah. <laughs> I love Big Star. <laughs> uh, the Big Star mech, the Airbud Norbert, now has an enormous blue star on the chest that's like belt emboldened, whatever fucking it's like a lip over top the chassis. And uh that's a laser beam that spins and shoots this laser beam out. And uh I imagine there are a lot of star decals on it. So there's a big star on the Airbud Norbert that is also a cannon. Well, I mean, that's how Big Star fights us with the big, big laser gun. So okay, I just want to get a clear I just, image. I just think it's it's far more interesting if it's a giant chest beam out of a giant star. Mm-hmm. Don't you? No, you're you're absolutely correct. I read the numbers. You're mathematically correct. Cool. Finally, do- me and math met on the same page. Okay, fuck you, English. So <laughs> you put a big cannon inside of Olivia's uh, healing mech. I'm sure she'll love that. She'll be great. So you guys can look down into the, this crater, and you can see there's stuff down there, but you'll need to get closer to kind of investigate it. So you, everyone suits up in their mechs and descends into the crater. The Snallygaster stays behind. Half-Thor Grunderson at the helm. What do you do? Why did I say it like that? Oh, what do you do? <laughs> hey, hey, what do you it's do? It's me, Mario. I'm questing over here. Oh, no, now we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. So, my initial concern when going into something like this is the the worry that we might be in a false sense of security. Um, this planet should be uninhabitable. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's the case. So, I want to do, like, survival, I guess. I want to look out for, for, for tracks. I want to try and see if there's any sign that anything is down here. I would. Uh... <laughs> I love to survive. Yeah, su- surviving is good. I like surviving. I rolled a 16. Uh, mm, another 6. I'm not doing well today. I got a 14. Uh, it looks like half the team passed average, so that's pretty good. With an average team roll, you guys know that there was some si- there's signs of activity here. There are scratches and burns on the wall. You think that, obviously, the, the impact that the rock from space made destroyed this place, but... There, there was other fighting, maybe, in here. I was thinking about using the goggles. Already? Dude, I'm going to slip them on inside the mech. Love to gog. Uh, so, Sasha, you slip the goggles down over your eyes. Uh-huh. And you're, like, looking through um, the sheet between those, like, cameras that show you the outside. Right. Sasha, you see at the bottom of this crater in this deep, dark hole on Fairmont... Uh, what can only be described as a flying saucer. It is the archetypical uh, spaceship, 
like two plates, uh, you know, turned bowl. one turned over, yeah, and connected, uh, it, sticking out of the ground as if it crashed there. Mm-hmm. Um, you also see um, mechs and machinery moving around it, a buzz with activity. If you remember, subjectivist was said like, "Hey, something happened over here. Go check it out." And so you see that, and that's when uh, blood sprays on the inside of your goggles. Well, I'll take those off. Mm-hmm. What happened in my eye? It started bleeding. Oh, I'm going to get a tissue and sop that up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I roll medicine on myself? Sure. 14. Um, y- You're not in any further danger. Can I see? Yeah, you're good. Ooh. I love a mystery. Uh, So you... I'm assuming that Sasha's filling us in on on what has been seen. Yes, I will relay all of that. Do is is the impression that that like if we keep going in a straight line down this hole, we are gonna bump into that? No, in fact, you guys go go deeper and deeper into the crater, and you see the bottom, and it is scattered with wreckage. There's just a bunch of shattered machinery down here. You'll need to roll to know more. I'm gonna give the captain inspiration. Ooh. I'm going to click the the paws of my Shiba Inu Mac together. Like, it's supposed to be <laughs> ASMR, but it's a mech, so uh, it's probably really loud. Drake's going to stand watch. Uh, my third six in a row, so I'll take that inspiration, please. That is a D8. Uh, thank you. For the record, it's not loud. There's no sound in space. Well, Lauren's not a scientist. <laughs> uh, seven. Okay, th- you brought me up to a thirteen, Lauren. Thank you. You're welcome. I got a sixteen. So is that a thirteen, a sixteen, and a botch? Oh no. Yeah, I believe uh, <laughs> one plus three is four. That would be a botch. All right. So the team succeeds, but Big Star botches. So here's how this works. Uh, you guys have been sifting through the wreckage, and you notice there are two distinct kinds of wreckage. Uh, one seems to be from the saucer that Sasha saw. Uh, there are uh, six big pieces of this saucer uh, that w- was it's been completely torn to pieces. Um, and there's a whole other kind of wreckage. Um, and there seems to be a couple different components to it. You're not exactly sure yet, but it seems like there was saucer and then there was other thing. And then meteor fell and everyone exploded. Hmm. Okay. Uh, for your botch, Big Star, you're looking through this wreckage and you're like, okay, so the, there are six big UFO pieces. And then you see that there are two, what looks like mechs. And then there's one big central thing and you're kind of pushing stuff around. And you step on um, one of the chunks of UFO, take four damage as an electric current begins running through your mech. Cool beans. Um, I okay. watched a movie once where I believe the response to somebody being electrocuted is to leap up into the ceiling and grab a lead pipe and then drop kick the person with your rubber soled work boots. I saw a movie once where the result of a person being electrocuted was that they came back as some sort of electric ghost. And killed people? Shit, I want that instead. Austin, can I be an electric ghost monster? <laughs> uh, I don't know if either of those things happen to Big Star's mech right now. Let's say maybe more the first one, where you fly up to stop being electrocuted, at which point 
uh, you realize that you're not being electrocuted. The current is flowing in the other direction and the UFO is taking or the piece of the UFO is taking electricity out of your mech. Okay. Huh. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> I want to shoot it. Whoa, whoa. Ooh. No, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to shoot it. That feels dangerous. If it's what your heart wants, Chris. Yeah, yeah, no, you follow your dreams. It's but... really not. <laughs> it's what a miasma wants right now. I was gonna say, can we do insight to find to try and work out like, hey, hey, what 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 going on that this thing sucking energy from the mech? I think this happens too quick for you guys to get knowledge rolls. Is the question is does Big Star shoot it or not? No. No. Big Shire would be more curious about it because he's he's an artificer, so he's all about magic technology and shit. Okay, so the the electricity between you So he's probably thinking, how can I turn this into a weapon? Yes. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. Alright, so the electricity running from the mech to the UFO piece uh, seems to be restoring it at, in some way. Uh, it crackles with a blue magic and then a wave emits from it and washes over the wreckage in this chasm and you see a bunch of stuff. Um, it is in fact the same stuff Sasha saw in the goggles. You see a fully uh, fixed and shiny UFO Uh-oh. which I do not have an icon for because you guys know what a UFO looks like. Uh, so very quickly, I just want to check. Um, it looks like Sasha's vision is coming true, like right the heck now. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Uh, I very quickly want to to cast a spell. I don't think I've cast before. Uh, I want to cast Pass Without Trace. Ooh. Uh, so for an hour, um, each creature I choose, I choose the the, the whole party of us. Uh, gets plus 10 on stealth checks and can't be tracked except by magical means, which I'm doing uh, I get this for an hour as long as I concentrate on it I feel like this might be beneficial if if shit's about to show up. Shit doesn't really show up, so the electricity that the UFO stole from uh, Big Star's mech uh, creates this wave of magic that spreads throughout the crater and suddenly things are there uh, the wreckage is gone. There's the UFO half buried in the earth. There are two mechs. And then there is an earth mover, a giant construction machine. I put an icon here of a real one from our world, which um, it's called a Bagger 293. It has the record for the largest land vehicle. <laughs> but if you look at it, it basically looks like a suspension bridge with a buzzsaw on one end. Are you guys familiar with these machines? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fun. That's a vehicle. You can see that it has rows and rows and rows and rows. Treads down there. Yeah, Yeah. tank treads. That thing can move, even though it looks like it's part of the Golden Gate Bridge with a saw. Um, One of those is down here, and it was excavating the UFO with two mechs uh, to guard it. Um, And that's what's happening now. So, Melbeck, you cast a stealth spell as these things just appear from the magic. I'm just trying to get the picture of this in my head. Uh, can I cast this spell and try and hide us, or is this all happening too quickly for that to be an option? I'd be interested in you trying to hide from a machine that's about a mile long. If you could do roll roll stealth for that, I guess. Uh, well, we got plus ten to stealth if 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 everyone wants to give this a go. Oh well, okay, we might as well try then. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, uh, I got a thirty. <laughs> uh, I got a thirty-one. I got a thirty-two. <laughs> 
right, I'm gonna come up at the bottom of this, but uh, um... <laughs> oh my god, still a twenty-eight. Even without that plus ten bonus, we'd have all been at twenty or very nearly twenty for stealth. We are very stealthy. Yeah, I had I rolled fucking eighteen. <laughs> That's wild. I just looked it up. By the way, uh, the uh, Bagger two ninety three is basically a hundred meters tall. If that means anything, three hundred fifteen feet. It is thirty one million pounds. Well, something like that probably casts a very big shadow, so we just... Oh, Lord, he coming. We just get in the shadow. We hide underneath it. They can't look everywhere. That's too big of a machine to properly look underneath. I love that. In fact, yeah, you guys all hide under the giant buzzsaw. Uh, it's off right now. Uh, you assume that there's crew inside because this thing takes multiple people to work it. Um, and then there are two mechs. I didn't describe the mechs. Uh, these actually roll history. Yeah. Roll history. If you want to know about the mechs, I think history is the closest I can think of. Uh, seven. 16. Drake just wants to smash them. Okay. Uh, so you guys passed. Uh, so you know that these are illithid in design. Um, they have, uh, they have, um, a kind of octop. Is that the word I'm looking for? Octopod? Octoid? Uh, it looks like if the alien from Alien had a chicken beak on the front of it, of its face. <laughs> they do love beaks. Yeah, illithids do have, they have the beak at the front. Noticeably, noticeably it does not have te- tentacles because those are like fragile on a mech design, but it does have the basic shape yeah. of an illithid's body because you know that inside there's a pilot who's hooked up to their nervous system. That they that way they don't have to learn how to do an entire complicated robot. They just use their natural instincts and reflexes. So there, there are illithids inside these mechs uh they are called nyarlathoteps what was that nyarlathoteps 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 yes you're kidding me they called them nyarlathoteps i'm gonna google it if you open up your player's handbook you will find the word cthulhu in there because it's in the public domain I have, yeah, I have the, I used to have the first dungeon, uh, or the first monster manual, and they had a whole section of Lovecraftian monsters that got them into, like, legal trouble with Arkham House for years, and they got pulled from the subsequent books. Mm. Uh, HP Lovecraft is in the public domain, so they have all kinds of, I mean, uh, one of the, one of the most important demons is just called Dagon in D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cthulhu is named and if, for those who don't know, Nyarlathotep, which I am mangling, is a humanoid uh, figure from Lovecraft. It's not important. All of the illithid mechs are named after eldritch things. I do love an eldritch thing. Yeah. You really do. I really do. Yeah. But, um, do they? So we're hiding from them. Yeah, you guys succeeded. So you're hiding under the big buzzsaw. Yeah. You see that uh, what was once wreckage of a UFO two mechs and an excavator is now a perfectly shiny UFO, two perfectly shiny mechs and a working excavator that seems like they're about to fire up to excavate this UFO. Hmm. Uh, do we know, can we tell anything about this UFO from looking at it? Like, does, does it look, is there anything about it that we might recognize? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, Arcana. Seven again. Six. Oopsie doodle. These rebound rolls today. I'm being punished for not doing that re-roll earlier. The the, the game is just like, no, re-roll, re-roll, re-roll. I got a 17, but I crit, so there's that. (laughs) Negative three. (laughs) Jesus. 
<laughs> Dreg, with his negative knowledge of magic, crit to know about this thing. Uh, so the group fails, but Dreg crits. So what you asked was, uh, what do we know about the UFO? How was, how was your question? Is there anything familiar about the UFO? Is, yeah, is there anything that we recognize or is familiar about this UFO? Yeah, so you failed, so the answer is no. But what I want to give Dreg is very specifically, you know it's not any culture you've encountered. It's not Illithid. It's not Solitaire. It's not human. It's not Rhaegar. Mm -hmm. It's not Ogre. Oh. Um, whatever it is, it is not a species you've ever met. Okay, well, that narrows it down. Yeah, it's so you don't know what it is, so you didn't get what you want, but I'm giving you a very specific other thing. Yeah, we, we, we know maybe that it's... This is probably what we're looking for in terms of mysterious artifact that might be very well, here's helpful. here's the thing. We know that we have a better chance of being its friend than not. That's true. Right? What, what, what's, what's your maths on that? Well, because we don't know who they are. They don't, you know, maybe they don't know us. That doesn't matter. But we're so open to the people we and don't know. And some of there's us no, are very charismatic. There's no preconceptions. Oh, oh, so you mean like, it, it's more like, it, it's, it's not necessarily likely that they'll go oh you're the ba the bastards i've heard propaganda about you <laughs> right <laughs> all right so let me reiterate you guys are hiding in the shadow of a giant saw uh it's part of an earth moving excavator which is 30 million pounds and it can move there are two patrolling illithid mechs and there is a mysterious ufo buried at the bottom of a crater or i guess what will be a crater because there's a meteor coming. Mm, gotta get it out. Yeah, so we are we are very, very, very stealthy. We got under here very stealthy, not seen. Uh, my question is, could, could one or more of us, still very stealthy, get up to those controls and maybe swing it round, try and take those mechs out? <laughs> That's a good idea. I was also thinking about, uh, um, well, no, okay. I'm going to beep back to the ship, beep page back to the ship, mm -hmm. to subjectivists with subjectivists, obviously, my little boys. Uh, you try to contact back to the ship, and there's some kind of interference. You cannot reach the <sighs> ship. Little fuck. He's grounded. Big Star, you see that you're still connected to uh, where that piece of the UFO was by some kind of magical tether, and it's still draining energy from your mech. You take three damage. Can I just take it off? The magical tether, he, he means. The the tether, yeah. So, yeah, you kind of uh, flew under the saw, but you were like a little bit away from the rest of the group. Uh, but as soon as you try to get even further away to break the tether, it cuts off uh, with a electrical like sizzle noise. And you guys are back in the crater. There is a There are six pieces of a destroyed UFO. And there is a bunch of wreckage of two mechs and an excavator. Okay, okay, so... So he just had, like, a flashback from touching it? Or... Or, or temporarily powered... See, you know, I, I'm gonna make a reference here. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, there's these rocks. You hit them, and then, like, time goes backwards in, like, a little bubble around the, 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 the rock that you hit. That's what I'm picturing here. Is this a case of, like, creating a little bubble of time that's gone backwards or something? Little little time reverse bubble? 
Yeah, I was thinking Light World, Dark World, uh, Link to the Past, but that's yeah, yeah, literally the same <laughs> series and same concept. They do that a lot, actually. Yeah, so this is yes, a separate reality that is being powered when we give it a power source. I guess the question is, if we want to power this up, do we ha- could we find anything else to power it with? And B, could we just get whatever's could we like excavate that ship without going to the past? I, I say the past. We don't know that's what it is, but uh, your guys' investigation leads you to believe that whatever whatever you want from this ship is destroyed now. Okay. A meteor fell on mm. it. <laughs> can we right. can we investigate these these wrecked mechs while they're they're wrecked to try and get some intel on how we might destroy them? Yeah, you should. What what would, what, <laughs> what would that role be? Survival, as if you were surveying the corpse of an animal. Uh, are they are they uh, aberrations? Yes. You know what? They're based on illithid physiology. They're aberrations for your purposes. I rolled a 19. I get advantage because they're aberrations and it's survival. So the first was a 10. Let's try that again. Uh, 14. That's better. And I got a 15. Is Big Star helping out? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I have like a negative three. Uh, so 15 and 19 pass. Uh, so uh, the ranger begins picking over the two destroyed mechs, which were destroyed by a, a meteorite, you know, that fell out of the sky and made this crater. But you picking over it, you see a, a structural flaw you think you could take advantage of. They, when they open up their beak, they have a uh, a laser that fires out of there. If you hit it before they fire, their head will blow up. Mm. Okay. And looking around the rest of this cavern, does it look like there's other directions? Could reinforcements come in from other directions? Or is this like, this is the space? This is what we're well, dealing with. I think with. there is. I think the reinforcement is the meteorite that's going to crash down and destroy everything in this crater. I think first goal, I have in mind a two-pronged plan of attack. My favorite. No, actually, three prongs is my favorite. Three prongs is good, yeah. Um, I feel like one of us goes and is like, la, 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 look at me, illicit robot. And then they they do the beak thing, and then the rest of y'all murder him. To be clear, what I'm giving you for that bonus is that you crit on 18, 19, and 20, not just 20, because you know where the weak spot is. The things that we have to do, we have to activate the UFO thing to make this all back to what it was before shit went sideways. Uh, We're going to have to do something to deal with the excavator, but we could position people in advance for that because we know where that's going to be. We don't necessarily know precisely where the mechs that we have to deal with are going to be, but this is a big fucker. It's going to be here where it is now. Is is it worth us maybe diving back in and having, say, one person ready to go for the excavator and try and deal with the people who would be operating it, and the rest of the party try and deal with the uh, the pair of mechs, and then once that's all dealt with, we deal with the UFO. Does that sound like a starting plan of attack? I like that. I Yeah, that's, that's fine. It's just have to figure out who's going to go. I want to go for the excavator. Okay. The only other question is... Um, is there any particular person who can afford to take several hits acting as the power source for us to go back, or do we try and power this some other way? 
I mean, I still have spells I can heal with. I, yeah, I I have plenty of healing too, and and a lot of hit points. If it needs to be me, that I've got like fifty eight hit points. It's can, can either uh, whoever is powering this thing can't get very far away without breaking the tether. Do either of you have ranged attacks? Yes, that's I have a giant cannon. No. Okay. I'm going to suggest maybe Big Star... Yeah, he literally has a Big Star power the thing. They can do ranged attacks, they can take the hits, they can heal themselves. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) I'll I'll suggest myself go up, try and uh, immobilize the the big grindy machine. I want to do it! She she does. Okay, yeah, you go try and disable the... I'm going to go prove myself! Yeah, go disable the the grindy machine. Uh, I think we've got a plan. I think we got a plan. Roll initiative. Oh, boy. Uh, do we get any kind of advantage for being incredibly stealthy on initiative? Uh, well, yeah, you're gonna, actually, I mean, all you're going to get a first surprise round before anything. Okay. Can I uh, do something before we do initiative? Yeah. I want to spend a minute uh, using Infuse Magic, which is an artificial ability where I ca- basically cast a spell into an item. Mm-hmm. And then I can give that item to somebody else, and then they get the benefits of it. So I'm going to give Sasha an object that has the spell Longstrider cast in it, which will basically give you like a super boost to your movement speed. Yay! Uh, it is going to be shaped in an octagon. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's silver, ingrained with yep. a kind of calligraphy styled version of a rabbit. <laughs> This is a fucking Jackie Chan talisman, isn't it? Smacky Dan! It's a Smacky Dan talisman. A reference to Smacky Dan, the best of all programming entertainment shows in existence. But your your mech is handing her mech a medallion? No, it shoots it out. Out of the nipples. (laughs) Like an air hockey table? Did you just say shoots it out the nipples? He did. (laughs) Yeah, why not? To wear it, to just stick onto her mech like a sticker? I don't know. Yeah, like a vital cling, like baby on board. Yeah. Okay, good. Now you have bumper stickers that give you magic powers. <laughs> good season. Uh, so yeah, we, we rolled initiative. Uh, Chris did not. Oh, sorry, what we need? Initiative. <laughs> initiative. Five. Oh, he failed. Alright, so everyone takes their positions. Big Star, you stomp on a piece of the UFO, which uh, begins draining electricity and magic out of your mech to power whatever kind of temporal magics it has. A wave of magic washes over the crater, and it restores it to a prior time. Uh, the two mechs pop into existence, the excavator pops into existence, the the whole ufo pops into existence uh sasha you are uh perfectly poised to attack the excavator Mm -hmm. and dragon melbeck are perfectly poised to attack the mechs uh first up is going to be dreg in the surprise round oh boy uh it's time to do some punching you love to punch i do love to punch big big fan of the punching yeah it's 24 hits yes cool and that's an 18, so you crit. Oh, cool. So it pops into existence where you knew it was going to be from last time you saw it, and you just punch it straight into the mouth. For 11 damage. So is that doubled? Uh, no, 22. All right, so you just jam your giant piston fist down his beak hole. 
That's a lot of damage. Yeah, you just rip half of its face off before it even knows you're there. And now it is uh, Laura. It's your turn. Melbeck. Oh, Melbeck. It's me. Uh, I'm I'm pulling out them shotguns. Uh, let let let's let's get them both rolling. Wait, you have two shotguns? Uh, I have one shotgun and a sword. I I it it yeah. I I know I can attack twice in a turn. In my head, I was just like, ah, it's two weapons. I don't know. Uh, you also have advantages in two attacks. Okay, first attack uh, is a 27 and a crit. Crit, yep. And the second one is a 23 and not a crit. Correct. First attack, uh, du- doubled because it's a crit, does 18 damage. And the second does 11 damage. Uh, so that's, what, 29 damage total? All right, so what do you do? I'm going to make one of the attacks... Each weapon. So Melbeck's gonna gonna kick off kick off the attack with the uh, with the shotgun, and as the smoke is billowing from the shotgun, run in with the sword and just do a nice uh, stab to the face. All right. So you stab this thing uh, through the beak, uh, severing the top of its head. It's still moving though. That does not carry through to the driver, who's not like suddenly decapitated inside. They just lo- yeah. No, that's that's fair. I'm I'm happy with with what what was it twenty twenty eight twenty nine damage on on twenty nine. Yeah, twenty nine damage on the on the on the bonus round. I'm happy with that. <laughs> Sasha, you're perched above the blade arm of the excavator. What do you do? I'm gonna sonic fork. Fourteen. Ha <laughs> ha. Fifteen. Oh, that's only nine damage. It's uh eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, thunder damage to this metal structure, which is not supposed to be uh hit with a sonic force that uh jiggles it quite so much. Oh, I do love the jiggle. <laughs> it's probably too much information for the podcast <laughs> audience. Oh, uh, Big Star, you're on the ground standing on the UFO, which is draining energy from your mech. You're going to take one damage, not rolling particularly well. What do you do? Uh, there's still one one shipo left. There's no no, no ships have been destroyed. Uh, or uh, okay, uh, the one Melbeck hit. Then that one looks like it's it's kind of fucked up. We get advantage with this. Uh, you you do not because you're at you're at range, so you can't uh, like sneak stab them. They'll see your shot coming. Life's unfair and cruel. Yep. Nineteen. Yeah, that's a hit. <laughs> it's not that cruel. Hot diggity, hot hot diggity. <laughs> uh, eighteen thunder damage. Holy snap! Uh, so describe what happens. So the big star on the front of the airbird Norbert. Uh, kind of like opens forward as the like released from a couple class and then begins to spin over and over and glow an electric blue as energy builds in it. And then a giant laser beam shoots out of it with a crackle of thunder and then hits the other mech square in the chest. All right. You uh... like a Kamehameha. <laughs> okay. I wish I knew more about Dragon Ball. I really want to play with you in this space, Chris. <laughs> uh, the mech is blasted backwards, but still it's alive. Fine. I'm used to playing alone. Oh, poor buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, I'll lend you my energy for your spirit blast. It's okay. We can play in the space. Spirit bomb. Hot diggity. Hot, hot diggity. Oh. <laughs> so cute. So sad. All right, so the two uh, illithid mechs are going to try. Their heads have been destroyed because you guys uh, crit on both of them against all odds. And so they're going to try their backup weapon system, which is going to be... Not not so good when they don't have their primary weapons. Yeah, they kind of need those to make good foes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like it's really good that we got in really stealthy without them seeing and then blew their heads off. 
Yeah. Uh, so actually, the Illithid pilots inside are going to use their psionic blasts uh, amplified by their mechs, same way Sasha is using her shatter through her mech, basically. So make intelligence saving throws. Uh, Conrad, or I'm going to use your character names, make intelligence saving throws. Uh, Melbeck and Drag. Uh, you get a plus four to saving throw. Uh, mm, okay. Uh, well, with the plus four, that's seven. Hmm. I'm assuming seven doesn't cut it. It does not cut it, no. No. 23 out of crit. Dang. <laughs> 16 damage to Melbeck, who is stunned in her uh, cockpit. Uh, Dreg, you're going to take eight damage and you're not stunned, as both of them are unleash psychic blasts, um, which co- basically come out of the... Uh, chest because that's where the that's where the the pilot is and so both of your mechs are struck by sonic blast and Melbeck is overwhelmed and then the excavator is going to turn on uh, as the people inside see that they're under attack and try to swing its giant blade at you it's like a big buzzsaw on the end of its uh, on the end of its arm uh, 27 yikes me yeah <laughs> oh no not not 27 on me i don't think so i don't think that's aimed at me <laughs> uh, 14 damage as it s- hits your mech and just the, s- the the size and speed of it sends your mech flying back it's not as bad as I thought it'd be honestly you can't be knocked prone in space as we've established <laughs> God, somebody knows science yes that's not cool uh, I hate that rude and it is now Dreg's turn Dreg you are not stunned so it's your turn okay then Dreg gonna do some punching on his previously uh Injured opponent. Oh my god, but one of them's a botch. Oh wait, no, that's Oh no, it's two botches. Cool. What? That's f- real cool. Oh. Oh That's real cool. Oh. Do you do you want do you want to re-roll one of them? <laughs> <laughs> two botches is such a license to cruelty. Yeah, ah. yeah. Uh Conrad, would you would you like to to escape this being the worst? I mean He's got to take his lumps somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but like, do we want? Do we really want to give him double botch? Do we want to <laughs> give him that? Oh, let's let's just roll with it and see where this takes us. Okay, that's on that's on you now, Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the the mastiff boosts forward with both of its fist raised, going to double piston punch the Nyarlathotep. Uh, mech and it just raises both fists and goes to deliver both of the punches at the same time and as they're inches away from the enemy mech the enemy mech self-destructs oh shit (laughs) that's awesome you know why why fuck you that's why (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome 35 damage wow are you okay that's the most damage anyone's taken this season i think and i'm taking it I'm glad you're taking it because yeah. it it mm, I I couldn't just take that damage. Same. Uh, paladins are beefy, but it's gonna be a tough fight. Um, so actually, that mech explodes, and the shrapnel and um fire can't really exist in the non-atmosphere. So it's purely concussive. This explosion, which nearly uh rips open a hole in the front of the mastiff, which would kill Dreg inside. That's bad. Please don't. Don't don't destroy your mechs. You're gonna die. Um, in addition, um, as you back away from the explosion, Dreg, you can see above you uh, something in the sky—a pinprick of light. We're running out of time. Melbeck, you are stunned. Intelligence saving throw to recover. Seventeen. You recover. You, the- however, do 
Do not have the rest of your turn. Uh, uh, Can I not do anything with my turn? No, that is what it does. Uh, Sasha, your turn. (laughs) Oh, she grumped. Yeah, first of all, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, we killed him. (laughs) To be fair, he killed him. You did not. Whatever. He did kill himself. I'm taking the point for that. Um, I would like to try dissonant whispers on the operator of the, on uh, the excavator. It's an entire crew of people. It's a whole bunch of them. Oh. Yeah. They're all running up and down it. There is like several control booths. In real life, uh, it takes five people to pilot this thing. Okay. I'm going to shatter them again. All right. Constitution saving throw. But this one will be a boof because I want to boof. Damn it. 28. No. Okay, so 17 damage. All right, so you you shatter it again. It shatters a very strong spell against metal and you uh, destroy some of the support beams and things start collapsing. Um, there's still a lot of this thing left, but you're damaging it. And you see above you, a meteor is coming closer and closer. Yes. It is Big Star's turn. Big Star, there's one mech in the excavator left. I'm going to... Uh... Open a cargo hold and launch out. Tell them Steve Dave 2.0. Mm-hmm. And it's going to charge down and try to attack the other mech. 25. Hits. Fuck yeah. So it's going to take 24 damage. Holy shit. And is it alive? No. <laughs> cool. That it doesn't have to make a DC strength check to avoid being knocked down. Instead, Steve Dave just erupts through its fucking chest. And Big Star yells out over the loudspeaker, Tell him, Steve Dave! <coughs> no! <laughs> oh! <laughs> well, they're both... <laughs> He's dying. Oh, God, I'm killed. Austin, why have you killed him? I'm sorry. He knows what he did, though. Kisses are poison. I like this image, though, because it's like, oh, so Melbeck and Dreg are, like, dueling these mechs. Dreg's one s- self-destructs, nearly kills him. Melbeck is uh, stunned for a moment, and it looks like the mech's about to get the upper hand, and suddenly a Tarask explodes out of his nips. <laughs> <laughs> Just chest bursts right through the dude. Steve Dave's all about. It is now enemy's turn again. No mechs. Meteor approaching. Excavator's going to try to swat Sasha again. No! 30. God damn it. Yeah, that hits. 22 damage. Uh Oh, I don't like that. How? How you doing? Four. You set the most fragile person to solo the biggest thing. Interesting strategies. Uh, No, we didn't send the most fragile person. The most fragile person asked. I wanted to prove myself. That's very cute. All right, it is now Dreg's turn. Dreg, your mech is covered in shrapnel and cinder. I was expecting something a little more like infiltration oriented with Sasha, if I'm being totally honest. Uh, I'm just going to be- I uh, offered to go do it, but Sasha wanted to go. You know what? I'm, I I was thinking about trying to use my conduit to stop the meteor, but maybe I'll let it crush you guys. <laughs> I trust my second in command. I trust that she know what she's doing. <laughs> uh, I changed you too pretty quick there. No, no. I, I trust my second in command. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say, Big Star, you take another four damage. Uh, oh, damn it. As you're drained. This turn, Dreg's going to have to like patch up the hole that he is afraid is going to be at the front of his mech. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to restore 20 hit points. You're going to lay on hands on your turn? Yep. Yeah. All right. Melbeck. 
so, thoughts, people, because I could either go help with disabling the excavator, or I could go... I was going to say go directly to the UFO and start trying to deal with that, but I assume that we need to take over the excavator and use the excavator to get the UFO? That seemed like the, the situation? I think that the way we get out of the situation with the meteor is just to disconnect from the tether. Yeah. And then it just resets the current thing. So I would just get yeah, the... Yeah, but will it reset us to back to having to deal with the mechs and the excavator? Again? I mean, it's possible. We got to try to get the excavator to see. Okay. Should I go help Sasha with the excavator? Yes. Yes. Okay. Right. Am I able to just like blast at these these people that are operating it? Or is that going to... They are located in several different command centers. You can see like on the picture here, there's like some people in the middle, some people in the far part. You guys see that ye yellow dot at the bottom right corner? That's a <laughs> yeah. dump truck, right? Like that's uh, No, that's a bulldozer. It's a bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, cute. Yeah, the little blue dot is a dude. Yeah. <laughs> the other little blue dot is a dude. Yeah, it's huge. Okay. Uh, I want to fly in and try and take out at least one of the people that's operating this thing. All right. Uh, 20? Yeah, you don't need to roll damage. If you fire a mech-sized shotgun at a room of a guy pushing buttons and pulling levers, the room <laughs> explodes and he is evaporated. Okay, and then can I use my, my other attack to fire another one? Yes. It's fine. These people are in the past. They're dead already. Uh, 24. Yes, you evaporate another guy. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad about evaporating them because they're already dead in the present. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Melbeck's turn. It is now... Big Star's turn. I can't move, so I can't go to the spaceship. So I'll stay where I am and ready in action to go scavenging the moment uh, they get the excavator working. All right, you're going to take five damage as it drains more electricity to maintain this, and the meteor gets ever closer. You can now see it above you. Majora's Mask is overrated. This is like some Final Fantasy VII shit, yo. Yeah, we, we, got, we got to move quick. Uh, Melbeck, you are currently blowing up the people who work here, and they don't take too kindly to that. And the workers are going to use uh, psionic blasts on you. Uh, intelligence saving throw. Oh, why intelligence? Because they're illithids. Yeah, well, I'm not a smart hippo, okay? Uh, do I get a plus from you, Dreg? Um, or am I too far yes, away? Yes, you do. You get a plus four. Okay, ten. Uh, wait, uh, ten is yeah, going to do it. It is not going to do it. No, no you fail. Okay, what damage should I take? You take 17 damage and you are stunned again as the workers rally to begin blasting the uh, St. Bernard with psychic energy to defend their lives. Okay, yeah, I'm also in not the best condition. I took two-fifths of these things out, everyone. Can you, can you, can you help? Uh, Melbeck, it is your turn. Intelligence saving throw to shake it off. Uh, nine. That ain't gonna do it, is it? That is not gonna do it. Sasha, your turn. One more shatter! <laughs> 26. All right, you still take 11. All right, you damage another uh, support structure. To be clear, you're just hitting the excavator, not attacking the people? Yeah. All right, uh, Big Star, uh, before it's your turn, do you want to activate your action? I can't scavenge anything because we haven't gotten the excavator under our control yet. I'm giving you an out here. To have... uh, I mean, I could fire a laser blast instead if I see that the, they haven't gotten the excavator. Yeah, nobody's attacking them. All right, so I'll fire a laser beam at them. Uh, 20. Yep, you fire a laser beam right into one of those rooms, and the people inside are 
evaporated. There are two uh, control rooms left. And now it's Big Star's actual turn. Uh, I attack again and I crit. Who crits? Big Star crits. I'd have more enthusiasm. My voice can't fucking do anything right now, Austin. <laughs> all right. So first of all, you're gonna I'm gonna roll damage against Big Star for the UFO draining his power. Three more. Uh, so as the magic is like being sucked out of his mech, he goes Super Saiyan. Describe what you do. Uh, so Big Star is like powering up another big laser blast. A star in his chest is spinning. And then uh, light treads, like, within, like, the edges of his mech begin to light up that no one realized we were there. And small fireworks start shooting off the back as well. (laughs) And they shape a giant blue star behind him as the laser beam flies out. And uh, everybody inside the excavator thing are, uh, they're stunned now. Well, yeah, so the remaining control room people are stunned uh, except the ones who were hit by the laser who are obliterated. Yeah. So there's one room of stunned technicians left. Uh, they cannot pilot the excavator because they are stunned by Big Star's brilliance. Uh, there's no more time. The meteor's here. What do you do? Uh, have we destroyed all the things that are in control of the, the, the machine? Except for one when the people inside it are stunned. Okay. I, I'm stunned, but I have a suggestion for people. You know the arms on this thing? Do they move vertically as well as horizontally? Yes. Lift one of those arms up so that the meteor's gonna hit hit into grindy thing that will grind it before it hits us. I'm pretty sure that still kills us. The, the, the rubble. Yeah. Uh, that That's a really cool image, though. I mean, Austin, Austin, play with me. I want to play with you, but you have to realize that when the meteor killed the dinosaurs, I bet it hit like a big dinosaur and didn't stop it. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> they didn't, the dinosaurs didn't have a DM deciding whether that was a cool idea or not. <laughs> it's a really good idea for how you all die really coolly. Fine, someone else come up with an idea because that's been the last three minutes is me on that idea. Can you use the the machine real quick to excavate the the ship and then we get out and then everything that we've done in this has been the reality going forward so we can potentially get to the thing that was hidden inside because now we've excavated it in the past or whatever this is. You all are about to die. Three, two, one. What do you- Now remember, we could just untether and then the meteor doesn't exist anymore because that's already happened. Well, okay, let's try to untether first. I mean, if we un- just, I, All right, yeah, I can untether. I mean, if we're not going to use the excavator, then just untether. Actually, we're thinking about it backwards. We should probably be covering up the ship so that it's protected- yeah, that's not how things work. We can't quickly position the machine so that the machine. I'm sure there um, were dinosaurs on top of other dinosaurs. You are standing in the crater that this thing is going to make. We're also not trying to keep something alive. <laughs> to he and Tether? Chris, do you? Or Big Star, do you? He, Big Star will untether. All right, so as the meteor crashes down, fire all around it, you think maybe you look up to it, you see maybe a face <laughs> grimacing down at you. You get terrible N64 flashbacks as. Uh, it carves a 20-mile scar in this planet. Uh, Big Star hits the booster rockets and flies away from the shard of the UFO he was tethered to. The tether snaps, uh, crackles, and pops, and you guys are back in a crater with rubble all around you. Not dead, 
like you would have been if he had not broken the connection. Thanks. I'm I'm hoping and assuming that this isn't the kind of situation where if we were to jump back in, everything would like we'd have to start over again and refight all the things. Yeah, that's pretty wishful thinking. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> that's not like Austin. I remember how much he loved that one Zelda game. What was it? Oh my god! Don't even get me started. I will fu- <laughs> I will flip my entire asshole open. <laughs> You're gonna freak your beef. <laughs> I hate that game so much. Are you not a Majora's Mask fan? No, I love Majora's no, Mask. No, it was uh, what was the one it? where it makes you redo the same dungeon a hundred fucking times. With the boat. Oh, Spirit Tracks. Uh, Phant- Phantom, Phantom, uh, yes, yeah, Phantom Hourglass. There are way too many fucking Zelda games. Is what I'm <laughs> coming to realize. Phantom Hourglass is worse than Herpes. Well, Herpes isn't that bad. <laughs> I, my my point. Um. All right, let's try and let's go back in time again. So we know now how this thing works. Why don't we get everyone in position now so that when someone steps on the pad, everyone's ready to just blow the shit out of everyone in the excavator immediately so that we can immediately take control of that and then use that to kill the mechs and just get the ship out. Well, wait a minute. Now, if, if all of this stuff is scarred and we go back, are we going to see ourselves doing this? Whatever happens, happens. Do we want to heal before we jump back in if we're concerned that fighting might occur again? I don't think Austin's going to do that, but yeah. if if you think that we're fighting again, maybe heal. So everybody heals up. Who's going to establish the tether again? Well, if it hits max every time, I can take six of those. So I'll... And y'all are stronger than me. So I'll do it. I could do it and then still send Steve Dave to the actual mech thing. And on the off chance that we are both like that we're respawning into the same spots again as we did last time at the exact same fixed point in time and space, maybe Big Star just like take two steps to your left. Yeah, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it sounds like everybody's doing the exact same plan, the exact same positions, but two feet to the left. Is that the plan? (laughs) Two steps to the left. Everyone else is going on to the excavator ahead of time, like weapons pointed at where the people are going to yeah, be. Yeah, we're hanging up on it all at once. Yeah, I just don't want Big Star activating the tether, you know, in the event there's another Big Star waiting there to be, you know, some time cop shit. Yeah, that's a really good point because <laughs> four damage to Big Star as he activates the tether again as his mech begins being drained by this alien technology. Uh, the wave of magic washes over everything. You're back before the meteor crashed. There's two mechs. There's an excavator. And there are four other mechs fighting them. <laughs> oh, boy. Called it. Oh, God. One of the mechs uh, stabs uh, its sword through the head of the illithid mechs. The other one, uh, it gets into a punching match with a mech, and then, then it blows up, scarring the front of it. One of the mechs flies around shooting all the people out of the control booths. And then the one on the ground is going to fire its laser, and everyone's going to be stunned. It's all happening again. Your time ghosts are going through this. Okay, we're we're watching our uh, ghost replay data. Mm-hmm. Your uh, drive avatar. Yeah. I was worried that you guys would like push the button, attack, turn it off. Push the button, attack, turn it off, <laughs> and, and then set up a bunch of clones, and then just turn it on and watch them merc all the bad guys. Oh, uh, we would have now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, your past selves who almost died in the fight have taken the brunt of this assault, and you guys are free to do whatever you want. Get get to those controls and get that 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 ship excavated. 
how do you work the controls made for an illithid without getting out of your mech and burning to death? Yeah, I mean, is it not possible that between us as mechs, we might be able to just move the thing at yeah. this point? What if all four of us work together as a team and try and like get it up out of there? Well, three of us, because three of us, because Big Star is doing the thing. Yeah, he can send Steve, Dave. Push it. Yeah, push the thing into place and push the blades around and manually operate this excavator. No, I'm talking about the UFO. Yeah, me too. Oh, oh, just dig the UFO out. Get the UFO. That's the thing we're here for. The UFO is too deeply wedged and needs the excavator. That's why they're using it. Okay. Uh, we, there's a set of the, uh, the, the people controlling it that we didn't kill, right? Are they illithids? Are they all illithids? Yes. So I wouldn't do any good to put objectivists in them. Well, also they're time ghosts. They're time ghosts. Okay. I just, you know, as the background of every mission is get my son a body. You don't want to turn him into a ghost. Oh, <laughs> ghost baby. Uh, so I was going to ask, can we go to the ones that we didn't kill? And before they get stunned, threaten them to excavate the ship for us. But I don't know how time paradoxes work and if that breaks things. They cannot communicate. They are trapped in a looping uh, temporal agony. They do not have, their souls are gone. Their souls are in the afterlife. These are not, just like the copies of you here aren't going to be trapped in some kind of eternal misery. You haven't created life that will suffer eternally. We what? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's Austin, what parenthood you trick is. Don't... into creating eternally miserable versions of our characters. Don't overthink it. That's what my mother says to me all the time. I said that's not the case. <laughs> oh. I was trying to put you at ease. <laughs> oh, nobody trusts Austin. I don't understand how this time thing works. I don't understand how we didn't do that. Um... They're just echoes of your past. So we can't physically push the excavator into place with our mech jets and manually operate the excavator. You can push the arms of the blades over by the ship, but you still got to you still got to do you still got to push a button inside the thing. What if you shoot the button? If you, <laughs> I think you, I love the idea of like I got turned on my iPad. Does anybody have a tank shell? <laughs> No. That would be so fucking dope. <laughs> I was totally kidding. I How good would that be, though? Turn just to t- <laughs> turn on your stereo. Nina Jones. Pew. <laughs> I, every morning I wake up, my alarm clock's going off. I pull up my Desert Eagle. <laughs> can, can we? Okay. Can we just watch the Illithids do the buttons and learn from that? It's not a matter of learning. You know, you can just push the button that says like spin, and then push the one that says down. The problem is you're in a mech, and those are people size controls. Is is the my, my mech's gun? Uh, my, uh, sorry, my mech's sword. Oh no! It is the hilt of that small enough to press the button <laughs> to get it through the window. Can I very, very, very carefully press the button, like with the tip of the sword through the window? Um, fuck. <laughs> Sleight of hand roll. <laughs> I'm gonna give you inspiration. I'm going to uh uh. Touch some, crinkle some dirt or something. I don't know. Uh, two. Thirteen. Is thirteen dexterous enough to press the button with a sword? It is not. No, this is a sword the size of a building. Do I re-roll to do this cool thing? 
<laughs> we're too big to push a button is the opposite puzzle of what you needed last week where you're too small to open the thing um, i reversed your puzzle laura can i i i have a my borker my you have a borker <laughs> my uh mac which is swedish <laughs> do you get that at ikea <laughs> stop it oh no i snort um i would like to roll sleight of hand to use my mac rapier to do the same mm-hmm. thing that malbec did but probably worse we're both just there like from either side trying to get sore. so else, i literally rolled the same thing we just cut a big hole in it yeah, so you so there's this little booth. It's like a um a toll booth, and there's two giant mechs outside, two big ass Gundams. They both have their swords out, and they're trying to stick it through the windows to operate the machinery. It's the comedy of errors. I don't know how to do small things, okay, Austin. This is funny as hell. I like. Hold on, let me add some flavor here. Big Star, you take three damage uh, as the energy is absorbed from your mech the meteorite's getting too close you have to break the tether and you have to come back and then you guys are going to see you all crowded around the booth (laughs) trying to jam your swords to the windows (laughs) so yeah there's like this this, like Benny Hill like (laughs) you guys reset this like five times trying to push a tiny button with a big mech oh 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 uh, we came back in. Uh, can I go over and help my past self and try and steady the sword so that it hits the button right? I don't, I don't think you're going to be any help. In fact, I think you have to start push wading through <laughs> other St. Bernard's to get to the control booth. And you're like, curse me and my big meaty fingers. <laughs> this is the best image we've conjured all season. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, yeah, the puzzle is really all... If you guys can figure out how to push this tiny button with a big hand, you win this episode. Uh, what, what if I use my pinky finger? <laughs> <laughs> what if I... Wait, can we rip the top off? Of course. I, uh, strength? No, you just rip it off the top. It's compared to a mech, yeah, you're fine. Okay, I'm gonna rip off the top of this booth. Mm-hmm. Now that there is no top, can I poke it with my sword? No, the swords are out. There's too many swords in the soup. Can I find a small stick? That's basically like a rapier, <laughs> if you think about it. I like how your guys' imagination is just like, look, I want to push the button with a stick. <laughs> So I don't know how we charge these mechs, but I'm gonna I'm say there's like you, there's dude. like a USB cable dangling off this fucking mech, and I mm. I'm just gonna awkwardly dangle my mech sort of sideways over over, over <laughs> it and just try and like hit the button with the the USB port for the mech. All right, so Sasha, you cut the top off the control room with your sword, and then Melbeck positions her mech over it and like pulls out a wire or something and starts trying to uh like use her own body to push the button or yeah, whatever. like a like a like a fishing rod essentially just trying to tangle this wire like uh, so a rapier uh, button <laughs> but we, listen we've exhausted our mental capacity to think of how to push buttons <laughs> what tonight. if i throw a rock at it uh mel melbeck's mech blows on the button really hard hoping that they blow on it hard enough to push it down <laughs> 
I, I really like the idea of mangling your own mech. I think that's like a really like um, good moment. Like that's when the music swells. Um, why don't you give me a dexterity saving throw? Uh, 18. That's good enough. 15 is what I was looking for. Uh, so after you guys try to jam your swords through the windows and you have to create a thousand clones of you all trying to <laughs> dexterously push buttons and move levers with your big sausage fingers, uh, Melbeck gets the bright idea to uh, damage her own mech. She's going to take uh, six damage as she tears off something from uh, her armor that can be used to uh, operate the machinery. You swing the arm of the excavator around and you turn on the blade and you begin cutting away at the rock that's wedging the UFO as the meteor approaches. Uh, Big Star, you're on the ground. You have the best view of this. You see that they, they're, you know, she's not doing... Uh, a subtle job. She's not a surgeon here. She, in fact, isn't licensed at all to use this machinery. But she, you know, crudely cuts away at the rock as the meteor is approaching. And you see that it's a free enough that if you guys want to uh, do something, now is your chance. You have opened the window. If we've got time before this this meteor comes down, I assume the idea is we all try and get this ship, fly it back up the tunnel to safety outside of where the thing's going to crash. And then Big Star untethers. Yeah. Does that sound like a tenable plan? That sounds like a, an approach, a strategy. Uh, roll athletics to try to uh, drag the um, UFO out of the time bubble before Big Star is killed by the meteorite. Uh, 17. 3. 22. All right, I need two 20s. I see a 17 and a 22. Uh, is it? Can I retroactively give an inspiration? You probably should. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it to Melbeck. Seems wise. Uh, I'm going to soothingly the Shiba Inu will pat her back. Uh, at the five added on, we're up to twenty-two. That's two people above twenty. Twenty-two and twenty-two is enough to get over twenty. Uh, so the team uh, that is uh, Dreg's Mastiff, uh, Melbeck's Saint Bernard, and Sasha's Shiba Inu put brace up against the UFO and turn on their jets on their back. They start blasting off, pushing the UFO like up the side of the crater. I think maybe like even uh, it's scraping across because they need to get it out as fast as possible. Um, and it looks like they're not going to make it as the meteor is coming down. And it, like it's going to basically hit you as you try to exit the crater. And then Sasha begins rubbing Melbeck's back, <laughs> which gives you the determination to push forward, blast with all your might. And you guys rip out of the crater at the last possible moment as the meteorite comes down. And there's just seconds before Big Star is obliterated. Untether! I provided moral support! Chris is like, Big Star accepts his fate. <laughs> untether, Big Star. Big Star untethers. All right, so Big Star untethers, the meteor disappears, and the team has a UFO from the past. Past UFO. Yay, ancient aliens. Uh, can we open this up and take a look inside? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to assume you mean back on the Snallygaster and not here in 800 degrees. On yeah. The yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm not suggesting, like, right here, right now, right here, right now. Hey, but, there's no tomorrow. Uh, yeah, can we take this back onto the ship and, and get a look at this thing? Uh, so the team hauls the UFO back to the Snallygaster. Uh, it actually doesn't quite fit in the uh, the mech bay because all the mechs are in there as well. So I think at some point you guys kind of have to carry it behind. Where do you want to pop this thing? There's like 
a couple of safe places. I think uh, Pell 3 is where like Dregs to get the Caravella family to protect you if you wanted to do it there. Seems as wise a place as any. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. All right, so you guys go to the Moon Pell 3 and just like find a nice quiet spot between Maxwells because there's 13 Maxwells on the surface that the civilizations are built around and then just miles and miles and miles of nothing in between them. So you find a spot that's good, the temperature is going to be tolerable and you all have... Um, you you all have um, uh, air envelopes, so you can just get out and fine. You set the UFO down, and you exit your mechs, and you're going to go over to the UFO. Uh, does somebody want to roll to investigate the outside before you uh, enter it? 17. 19. Damn, you guys all passed? Uh, so there's just, uh, it seems like a simple uh, panel on the outside. It seems to be like it takes a fingerprint or an eye scan, or it's, bio- it's a biological reader to see if you can get in the door. Uh, Captain Melbeck is going to try and access the biological reader just on the off chance. Beep, beep, beep. It does not open. Um, I'm going to try it. Beep, beep. It opens. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Lauren's having thoughts. I assume you guys enter the UFO. Uh, the first thing you notice upon entering it is it does not appear to be from any culture you recognize. I think the two main kinds of spacecraft you're familiar with are uh, hot, like hard metal uh, architecture, the kind of stuff that humans use, steel, iron, that kind of stuff, and then biological uh, or wetware engineering. So like illithids, like slimy Geiger-esque kind of construction. This seems to be something else. Uh, if, if there's like a third paradigm, it seems to be a lot of scales. Like the walls are not made out of individual panels or slimy meat, mm. but like scales, uh, things overlapping each other. And you see that the, whatever power source this thing takes is a kind of uh, plasma, like a superheated plasma as opposed to electricity or magic. Oh, well, we would both see the outside. We would re- investigate the inside now, right? 16. I got a 12. Uh, I failed. Uh, it'd be a negative one. So let's... Uh, so Dre- Dreg walks uh, <laughs> walks down a different corridor than the rest of you and tumbles down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> um, no, you guys, you guys actually succeed over average because this is a pretty logically laid out spaceship. It's not like a mind-bending house of leaves stuff in here you're just kind of walking down corridors which leads sensibly to a main area and this spreads off into other areas and you're like oh yeah i'm familiar with a spaceship and how a thinking creature would design one um and so you work your way through this alien craft to what appears to be um the command center where there are screens and computers and so forth once again um, made from overlapping scales of some kind and powered by plasma do we know what it is we're looking for in here? Was it because it's some kind of artifact that we assume is here, right? Yeah. Uh, Subjectivist said that there was an alien technology discovered on Fairmont, and they don't know what it was, but they had reason to believe it had something to do with uh, legends about time travel, which has been borne out. You guys just went through a time anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Wait. What? What? <laughs> just fucking with you, sorry. Oh Jesus. My God. I was like, why do you do <laughs> Um Lauren, this thing let Sasha in. I know it did. I have a strong feeling it is linked to my bloody eye. Yeah, do you wanna do you wanna maybe try and like interface with this command center? 
Yeah, I'm going to fuck around with it. Yeah, interface with the command center, Sasha. I want to push buttons. It worked great for you last time you did it. What do I roll to interface? Uh, hmm. <laughs> Insight? Performance? Ooh. It's just like plugging in your amp. Da, 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 da. 19. All right, so what do you do, Sasha? I just start fiddling around with things to see what they do and presumably do well. All right, so uh, <laughs> Big Star is off fixing the mechs. Dreg fell down some stairs. He's fine. It was a comical fall. And <laughs> uh, Captain Melvec, you watch Sasha uh, stroll onto an alien spaceship. Uh, it accepts her on, and then she starts pushing buttons and pulling levers and put touching touch screens and stuff. And one by one, things start lighting up. Um and there's a hum as the ship comes to life. You've noted there are no creatures on board at all. Zero. Um, and they're not any hiding. Like, you guys searched the ship pretty well on the way here. There's just nobody here. Um, and as all the sh- machines come to life, uh, a voice calls out from the machine. What what that, what that voice do? You did well to come so far. Please. Don't bother responding. This is a pre-recorded message. Fucking time travelers. I thought you'd say that. (laughs) (laughs) As we are both aware, your hour of need draws near. If you wish to save your friend and the galaxy, you must take the vital step you've been preparing for all your life. Yes, it is I. Mothman. <laughs> Please, hold your applause. I'm impressed with myself as well. No, it's t- you're too kind. You're too kind. We never applauded you. I did. In order to defeat your enemies and save your friend, the next step will be the most arduous of all. But there is no other way around it. You must make contact with me. Oh, fuck yeah! Going on a Mothman quest! Where that moth at, though? (laughs) Yes, yes, young adventurer, you are correct. I think, in your heart, you knew all along where you'd find me. At the biggest lamp in the solar system. We have to go save Mothman from the sun. (laughs) That's dope, thanks. And the sky up above And think, what am I made of? Am I full of sorrow? Am I hurt and pain? Or am I filled with love? I stay at the stars Austin holding me hostage with the music credits. Please help. Well, I mean, you know the credits. We have Your Reality, Future Bass Remix, an arrangement of Your Reality from Doki Doki Literature Club by the Musical Ghost. We have The Sound of the Galaxy, an arrangement of Freedom, Freedom's Progress from Mass Effect 2 by Overclocked Remix. 
and your butt. Oh, yes. I knew all of that verbatim. You knew about your butt? The secret. <laughs> what did my butt ever do to you? We also have new music. Are you excited for that? Oh, shit, we do? Yeah. Is it because we did big shit? We have Where the Demon Sleeps, an arrangement of Music Box from Silent Hill by Overclocked Remix. That's the spooky song. Uh-oh. That sounds real spooky. And we have new music. We have Layton's Theme, Electro Swing, an arrangement of Layton's Theme from Professor Layton in the Curious Village by the Musical Ghost. Ah! She likes that. I have it on my phone right now. I've been playing it again. Those boys are good. And we also have Big Shell West Bristol, an arrangement of Can't Say Goodbye from Metal Gear Solid 2 by Overclocked Remix. That's a lot of music. A lot of Metal Gear Solid, huh? Just the one, literally. I know, but just talk about it a lot. It's a foundational text of the me- the medium of video games. Uh, how do I cover up the fact that I don't know what you're talking about? An awful lot of Shakespeare in this here literature discussion, huh? How about a lot of suck my dick? <laughs> oh my god. Here in this credits discussion. <laughs> All right, well, give us the executive producers for February 2019. All right, we got Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Sasha's BFF Jade. Hi. Hi. Michael Groman. Conduit of Existential Dread and Ennui. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. Brent, Framed for Murder by Podcasters, Flying Planes for Crime, Goatly. We didn't frame Brent. Didn't Brent admit to it? it was, if, there was any, if there was any crimes, it was by other people in the credits, not by us. I don't know. The credits get so rowdy that I lose track. It's all part of their plan. Y'all behave. The Cult of Gorfanax. Dr. Goatman. Paul Mullen. Toshiro Kuro, editor of Attack on Dice. Random, conduit of would you like a hug? Yes, random. Please. I feel like me wanting to get hugs is like a core part of my personality, which doesn't come across in podcast form. Yeah, because it's a lie. I'm always trying to get hugs. No, you're not, you liar. Just not from you. Oh, oh well, um... You know what Brandon you did? Williams. <laughs> Austin the Possum Refugee. Wait, I'm the possum now? Or did they name a possum after you? Oh, I'll hug that guy. Yep. <laughs> Andrew Grothin. She's so mad. Lay V, the goblin dude. Francois V. Kevin Dobbins. Robert Dakin. Anthony, patron of Dora. Anthony gets it. Morgan Rapp. Pixel Fool. Recurse, conduit of conduit. Oh, God, now you broke the fiction entirely. Garrett, conduit of resting bitch face. Candace, listen to Dice Funk Starling. We are. I listen to that show. Me too. Rain, conduit of storms. BJ, conduit of miniature giant space hamsters. That's just a regular guy, isn't it? Yeah. I'd hug one of those. Bitch. Stay mad, though. Nicole Woodruff. Isaac, conduit of all the gavels. Gavel, gavel, gavel. Arja Limite. C.R. Saldana, prophet of Jesus. It's a joke about random number generation. Oh. Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Dylan, the sombrero-wearing cat. I, I would love wa- you, Dylan. I would watch that YouTube channel. Hunter Howlin. Me too, Hunter. Awoo. 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 Delilah Coffin, conduit of vampirism itself. If your na- last name is Coffin, I feel like you kind of walked into that life, huh? Yeah, you got no choice. Zach Crenshaw. Hashtag him's penis broke. Oh no, fix it. No, it's too late. Joanna the Wrench Witch. <laughs> I feel like that was very hard not to say Wrench Wench. It just comes off the tongue so naturally. Wrench 
Yeah. Squidcap, the conduit of follow me on Twitter at Squidcap itself. Okay, they found they've hacked the matrix. Tara, conduit of ennui. That's the second one. You guys should you guys should be friends. Yeah. Grinning Isaac, conduit of sad laughter. Oh, why sad? Probably because it's the podcast. Oh yeah. But all right. Arachnovolt. Qu- Quanduit. I don't know if that's a joke or if I'm being rude to a typo. Quanduit of vigilante justice itself. You should read the second one because I want to read the one after it. Okay, that's how this works now. After, yeah, <laughs> for the audience, uh, this isn't an alphabetical order this month. Patreon's going through some stuff, so so if you set up a clever message putting them in alphabetical order, you've been foiled by Jack Conti once again. Aftershock, conduit of talking shit about Winifred's mouth. Ooh, litigate me, Daddy Yorsky. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Could you give me one more? Ooh, litigate me. <laughs> I can't do the rest. Fuck off. I don't think anybody's ever called me Daddy in a sexual context. Someone asked me to spit in their mouth recently, and I was like, but what? why are we doing Why is this life? Really? Why is this happening? Anyway, this is too much information. How'd that go? Bast. Nathaniel Holman. Callum, hey, please keep being excellent. Turner, I'm trying. I'm trying, Callum. Apparently he's spitting in people's mouths. <laughs> honestly, I didn't do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Miles, conduit of I cast sleep on Violet. Someone has to. A barking dog. Tito Golden, tickets to heaven, Watts. I feel like I fucked that up. Well, if they have tickets to heaven, they're a pretty good person. I'm sure they'll understand. Jayish. Jayish Wizard. The Wizard of Jay. <laughs> okay. Charlie, Charlie, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Oh my god. <laughs> I heard the. Mm. I'm sorry, I was just laughing at Charlie Chocolate again. Uh huh. Sketch.fanclub slash sketch. I'm sure we could just add some onto that. They won't mind. Sketch.com slash sketch. Slash bandcamp. Dot bandcamp slash sketch. Ian Morgan. Dr. Izix. Frank Sands. Shocking Link. Conduit depre- Depressed Millennials. Hey, sup? <laughs> uh lugubrious t- well <laughs> lugubrious lugubrious i want to say that more lugubrious tim conduit of drag based fan fiction Ooh, is it horny though yeah i don't think drag would appreciate it always jamie conduit of finally of finally being able to give austin money thank you i appreciate it deeply and truly even with all the jokes about me being daddy or whatever Austin, I'm Yorski, because it's Valentine's month. Oh my God, it is. We've missed so many. We missed so many good jokes. I knew. You have to keep me on the ball. I always forget what month it is. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Chris, resolution fail failed. Walling. What was your? Well, good luck, Chris. The rest of the year. <laughs> There's still plenty of time, buddy. A hungry otter begging for food or pets. The saddest possible thing I could think of, honestly. Give it to him. Jonathan Colton and Justin Timberlake need to re-record First of May at Joe Co. J. God, that's just a lot of that's a lot of references all in one thing, huh? I don't get any of it. You don't know who Jonathan Colton and Justin Timberlake are? That penguin who secretly lives in your sock drawer. I love him. He's my new best friend. B. Ray Echo. Oh no. Carino Prime conduit of putting it in the butt. Carino's living his best life, honestly. Good job, Carino. Have fun. Be safe. 
Austin, if you kill a PC this season, I'm going to eat that entire ass. I feel like Carino in this person should maybe work out an arrangement. Yeah, maybe, you know. Hey, we're making matches here in the credits. They have some interest in common. Midlife stasis. Simmons, conduit of being correct on the first try. Wait, what's the... Okay. Jealous goddess cosplay. Mm-hmm. Ethan Lawrence. Master Rank blushes when Lawrence says his name. Aw, that's cute. No, that's not no. Why don't laugh? What? You made it sound patronizing with your laugh. <laughs> oh, should I? Okay, I have to change my laugh up. Oh. <laughs> no, the haughtiest laugh. I should do the the Ojo Sama laugh. <laughs> Kyle Badsvik. Oh, this one's not nice. <sighs> <laughs> I feel very called out. Andrew Fedge. <laughs> nope. Maybe? Conduit of one day I'll get my name right itself. Don't bet on it, Andrew. <laughs> nope, I'm bad. Trevor S. Conduit of car flipping itself. Trevor, please. I think it might be a reference to the film Glass. Cormac, Conduit of empty carbs. Lasagna. Brady, Conduit of target acquired eliminate Scott. <laughs> oh my god, Brady. We have to warn I Scott. I have smudged, jumped in fudge through all the cleanest rooms like trench. <laughs> That's extremely good. Just imagine a sad owl. But why? Why would you do this? Door, conduit of self-destruction. Yeah. Jen. Kate, conduit of instant regret. Yeah. Beef Swellington. Okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) Coram, conduit of atoning after using Jane Austen quotes for evil. 20 Years Dungeon, Nina Person. Rulon, the flutinous, tutinous condiment of nitpickery. Michelle Minkler, <laughs> conduit of- ah! Oh no. <laughs> I was probably going to ruin the audio. Isaac, conduit of fish shark marketing. One more season. Tim Luton. Sir Octopus, conduit of chivalrous cephalopods. Alex Vepra. Logion, conduit of fatigue. Christina, conduit of this Bozog space rebellion itself. The revolution will be loud. And high-pitched. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Poirier. What if I just did a whole credits in Bozog voice? Anime Jesus! Andy Harkins! Robert E. Kef Baker! I don't think my vocal cords can withstand this. Oh. Shane Sedgwick. John Beresford. Donnie Frost. <laughs> Birth is a curse. <laughs> Existence is a prison. Fuck yeah, let's get wild, dude. I should read these beforehand. That one sucker punched me. Um, Shane Aware, Conduit, I'm never going to give you up. Okay, we got Rickrolled. Honestly, that's not the worst thing they've done to us. It's not. Yeah. Uh, Austin Yorsky, Conduit of Good Boy itself. I try. Yeah. Reynard, the Conduit of Slightly Less Stoned. Yeah, because I won. I stopped going for your crown. Matthew Schultz. Aaliyah. I don't have a joke name this month, so instead I'll say, you're great, and then it cuts off. It could be green, it could be Uh great, it could be... Grilubilius. (laughs) Jermaine D. Walls. Ashley, no, just Ashley. Sam Stanowitz. S. Kearney, Cat Dragon vs. Shark to Crabs. It's a Magic the Gathering reference. Oh, nerds. John (laughs) Carey, but not that one. Uh huh. D- nerds, you know, unlike Lauren, who's on a D and D podcast. I've never been a nerd. Uh huh. My Valentine is postmodern artist Cy Twombly. Killer Automat. 
I just watched uh, Velvet Buzzsaw, and there was a crate in the art museum labeled Twombly. I don't know if there's any connection. Ozymandias, Conduit of Despair. Transient Passerby. Ink Drop, Conduit of Ooze. Your boy's time with his birthing mom, Vanifar. Once again, Magic the Gathering, we have really good fans. Emma, birthday 22nd, happy early birthday. And on the week that it's your birthday, happy birthday. Also, Moose isn't a cat. Is Moose a is Moose a dog? Is Moose a moose? Is Moose a bird? Tell us next month, Emma. <laughs> you can't just leave us hanging. We have to know about Moose. Also, happy birthday. Justin, conduit of burning Aussies alive and freezing America in solid. Okay. Okay, okay. Justin. Justin, are you climate change? Justin, you have to tell me for climate change. What the fuck, Justin? That's really uncool. Conduit of please more weasel, please. Yeah. Agreed. Big agree. I feel like the guy who likes weasels was like my entire aesthetic when I started on the internet and people forgot until I went weasel crazy. People forget how much you really like weasels. They're extremely good. Low-key Loki. Holodeck needs pangolins. I'm not as good as llamas. Schmendrick, the magician. Last of the red hot swamis. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Is Me that like there? Uh Julian Phillips. Lindsay Buckingham. Jeff Clark. Lauren Cates, the conduit of the forms themselves. They Everyone really wants to break this fiction so badly. They're horny for it. Too powerful. <laughs> Counterfeit. How do I make friends? Regards, conduit of social faux pas. Oh, I don't know. I've got like two. Bring it. Bring them sandwiches. If someone just brings me a sandwich, you're my friend. Fair. Richard G. Coles. Kiefer Lowe. E. Corin. Dragon in the server room. Dr. Tao. Sean Lyons Burke. Zemnis, conduit of man sex. <laughs> it's an anagram. Zemnis is a character from Kingdom Hearts. I don't, why do I explain every oh. joke to you? <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Matthias, it's fine. Just call me Matt. Well, you just put it in the beginning, Matt. <laughs> if you put <laughs> it late. Matt. It's too late if you say it later. It's fine. Just call me Matt. Love you guys. Lakeets. Okay. Sorry. We yelled Matt. <laughs> I, got, I flew off the handle there. I'm back. Janie at Conduit of Loving Laura and doing butt touches. Get your hands off that butt. <laughs> Harley Astor. Put the butt down. Step away from the butt. You... I'm the butt police. <laughs> Stop. Butt time. Laura's back with the brand new credits. Harley Astor. I said that. You're too bad. It's mine. And you value Conduit of Mediocrity itself. Oh, no. I, I, go back. You can have Harley Astor. <laughs> Conduit of Heike crushing on Austin. No, I'm Harley Astor. You're I tried one. to save you and you you played yourself. I, did, I didn't look ahead. I, sh- I fucked up. Scott. Yeah. Scott going did nothing wrong. The precursor. Did we already see a Scott Cummings? I feel like Scott Goings has destroyed Scott Cummings. No, I don't know, honestly. Jerry, buy your girl flowers. Yeah, do it. Couldn't hurt. Jaspel, I'm a bad babysitter. Got my boyfriend in the shower. That's a reference. I can feel it. I feel it in my bones. I feel it. Yeah. John Barnett. <laughs> Condiment of cucumber itself. <laughs> uh-huh. Eat a booty gig, LLC. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't understand what you said. You're half going to say it again. Eat a booty gang, LLC. <laughs> booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Oh. <laughs> Killer Cotton Shizno. Did I just say that? Nicholas Dominic. Yam is broke. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Andrew Birmingham. Douglas Williamson. 
I won't read this name. He got you. You have to resign from the podcast. He got you. Bye. Those are the rules. Z23619. Why are you still here? I'm going to eat your whole face. (laughs) (laughs) You don't read the credits. Busy Huggles. Keep up the great work, y'all. They love it. See? J-Log in Conduit of Queerness itself. The cast of Dungeons the Gathering. Notorious Christmas Conduit of Ho 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 itself. Wait, <laughs> did you miss by two months? Are you Vic- okay, Notorious? Victoria Melito. Scotty Vilhard. Aline. Majin. Kato Crit, Conduit of Deception. Anar, thanks. Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> I love when the, the punctuation gets sassy. Yeah. Carter Rayner. Highway to Mel. Matthew Beer. <laughs> okay. Indie Monsters looking forward to another year of name butchering Winewick. You're welcome. What is it? What? How else we get Wenwick? Ween. <laughs> yeah, Weenwick. <laughs> uh, Josie, conduit of complicated magic systems. Subtweet. Razuma Yazura. Albert West. Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Proud of you, Ken. Dr. Ken. Eleanor Nantesi's Periton. Guinevere Cummings. Wait. Starlight Glimmer, who, unlike Brent, Brent has done nothing wrong. The plot's thickening, and I feel like you don't care. Jewman Jack, <laughs> but sexy, like a predator. Mel Teach piloting a little grand. Sorry. <laughs> I know you saw that word in your entire... Brain. <laughs> My brain just shut down for a minute. Zolisquently. Zolos. Nope. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Urgent decoding. Oh, okay. I think we're going to give it another try. We're just moving on. Zolisquently. Hold on. I have to Google this to see what it is. I'm sure it's something. Yeah, it's those weird naked dogs, right? Also known as the Mexican hairless dog. I know my dogs, y'all. All right, Mel Mel Tyke got you. Made you say it. All right, Arjun DeConing. Grimlock. John Potts. Noah Sudret. Zephosaurus. Z Lobnagard. <laughs> elderly Goose conduit of backwards anime winning. Oh, it's Dragon Ball Z backwards. Elderly Goose, you son you of a bitch. Rowdy little boy. <laughs> we can't, we can't <laughs> just assume weird. people's size and gender. Okay, you're rowdy, and I don't know what you are. Uh-huh. Other than an elderly goose. Brent, you large child. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, you large baby. Seraph Stone. Uh, uh, also Salad Child. Salad Child and Seraph Stone. <laughs> Caster UK. Aki Savalainen. In case you couldn't hear me. Caster UK. Why are we saying it like that? Because I'm rowdy. This is going to be held edit Florian H. I enunciated that one. Did you enjoy it? Valentina de Amor. Conduit of giving hugs to those that need them, which is me because Austin refuses. Dylan L. The Hadsels. Melissa Nielsen. It's done, baby. Pruitt Holcomb. Shanus. Shard Points Professor of Astral Physics. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Miko from Finland. Dennis Bangston. And Diego Vandane. Sydney Marzing. Just a jester. Brady, conduit of failed murder. Good that you failed, but don't do any more attempts. There's like eight people now who are claiming that they're the murderers, so I think you're off the hook anyway. Yeah. Kitty Foe. James Neely. M. Joe. 
Or is it mmm, Joe? Mmm. Hey, Joe, come over here. You're looking tasty. <laughs> Stop pouring things, Austin. Joe's looking like a snack. Run, Joe, run. Lana Seawolf, Lady of Bones. Toby Gleason stack. A, a Bozog blew my cover in theaters January 30, 35. I panicked because I saw it was a Bozog blue, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, our fans are bad. <sighs> Cameron Abbas. Dylan. Anna. Sean, the host of Funk Tunk Place. Harrison Andrew. Christopher Charlow. Vigar Arnston. And Cody Jackson. I think this is a brand new record for the longest it's taken us to record credits at a, a cool 53 minutes since we started this call. I was call. just thinking that. Holy shit. We have to do something. Do so you think, it, would it be unconscionable if I raised the price for the credits, executive producer credit? It's $5 right now. Hey, fans. What do you think? Comment, like, and subscribe. <laughs> just got to pass <laughs> the buck on to them, huh? Try to put you on the spot. Um, I don't know. Do you need it? How hungry are you? I'm so hungry. All right, then maybe you should. I really want to eat a whole lasagna. <laughs> I mean, you're a grown-ass man. Just do it. Just go get a lasagna. Also, in frequently asked questions, people always ask, "What? when do we record? And it's the Patreon updates on the 5th of every month. The 5th. So that's usually the cutoff. I wonder, is there, yes, Walmart, I was going to say, where can you get a lasagna at this time of night, but. Oh, yeah, also we're recording this at one in the morning, in case you couldn't tell. No, we're just having an extremely normal one. <laughs> I'm always having a normal one. Okay, for the other people on the show who are not having a normal one, Conrad at Conrad Zimmerman, he does podcasts, he's on Jim Sterling's Movie Boys, aka Spinoff Doctors of Horse, a BoJack Horseman podcast, <gasps> Laura Kate Dale, Laura K. Buzz Everywhere kotaku.co.uk YouTube Check out her books Queer and Pleasant Strangers Is that it? That's another podcast Yeah She's also on a bunch of Jim Sterling stuff Just go to her Twitter You'll find it all YouTubes She has a YouTubes Oh That shit too I should speak up I can see my waveforms are getting small I'm pulling a Lauren Well it's nice to have things named after me <laughs> uh, Chris Chris Larios on Twitter. He's at Weekly Manga Recap. That's patreon.com slash Weekly Manga Recap. Send him money. He's very sad. He's great. I'm at patreon.com slash Austin Yorski. That's where that's I'm trying to buy a lasagna. Send him lasagna. But Jack Conti is taking all lasagnas. What? He's the guy who runs Patreon. Oh, is he, is he taking everyone's lasagna? Yeah. It's a whole controversy. It's called Lasagna Gate. Whoa, 2019 is shaping out to be a big year. And Lauren, where are you? Uh, Rargalicious. That is R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S. I'll remember that. Search Dice Funk. Go to people. I'm there. <laughs> I mean, you can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, somewhere else. Uh, Podbean? That's a place. Find us. Subscribe. Rate. You know how to, you know how to do it. You're smart. Say nice things, but don't say mean things. I'll eat your lasagna. Also cry. <laughs>